Welcome to Grass Half Empty, the sports podcast with less integrity than Cameron Bancroft loitering in a B&Q. Today's topic, the ashes. Jasmine asked me to do this intro today, and I admit I was stumped. I thought I might have to bail, but I caught myself, and now I'm ready, so I guess we'll slip right into it. Our guests today are Emily and Sam, and of course with me as always is my lovely co-host Jasmine Sahail. Welcome everyone. Thank, Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Cam. That was That's sensational. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you can do, I guess, when uh, you're not doing anything all day, Cam. <laughs> Unemployment um, <laughs> has its benefits. Um, yeah, thanks very much. Sam is back by popular demand. And <laughs> and Emily, it's, we've got a bit of a celebrity in the house because Emily, while we were watching the World Cup, was chilling with the likes of Nasser saying Michael Holding. So, wow. I know. Wow. I don't <laughs> do anything other than chill with Michael Holding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about the, uh, this is the Ashes preview, obviously, and um, we're going to talk through what we thought of the warm-up games, how we think the teams line up going into the Ashes, and what we think is going to happen in the Ashes. Um, so, let's, you know what, let's just start straight into it. Let's start with the warm-up games. So, England played Ireland, um, had a shocking first innings batting first at Lords. Um, Ireland made 200 or something, lead of 120-odd. England bats a bit better, but an unlikely hero in Jack Leach. Um, <laughs> then both Ireland out for 30-odd, which is pretty spectacular. Um, so I'll start with Sam. Sam, what, in, in a nutshell, what, did you, what were your takeaways from that game, if any? Or did you think it was just a bit of a dead rubber? Um, I think uh, the first thing is obviously the world, after the World Cup, which was unbelievable. Um, they're always going to struggle for, like, not momentum, but they would struggle to be really 100% focused um, due to the World Cup, due to the opposition. I mean, obviously, it's a test match, first of the summer, but against Ireland, you're, you're going to expect quite an easy game. And I think they're just completely <laughs> shocked by... I don't know how you can be shocked by Tim Murta. Rolling <laughs> at every uh, I mean, he, he just, just showed up there. Uh, I don't know if it was the mental attitude or... Or something, but 80, was it 85 all out or something? Yes, um, it was. Like, awful, like, technique, terrible shots. Uh, and to, like, 75-mile-an-hour bowling, you, you can't really excuse it, um, apart from like, they must have just had a, a bit of a hangover. Now they've come out and said there was a hangover, obviously, having said beforehand there wouldn't be one. And it's just, just they're quite keen to write it off, I think, as most people are, and get stuck in on Thursday. But, I mean, it doesn't really bode well, does it? It's quite, we bat first on Thursday, it's going to be quite a nervous uh, couple of hours, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean, we talk about these, the bowling of Martin is it Adair. Um, yeah. He was quite decent, but I mean, he was just about hitting 80 miles an hour. Um, yeah. I mean, the ball wasn't doing much. I, like, let's get that right. Like, you, when you bowl a team out for 85, you think it's hooping everywhere. I, I, I think a lot of the England batsmen got themselves out more than anything. The Irish did bowl well, to be fair on them. But... Uh, they, just hit the, they just hit the lens. Like, no one really... In the whole test match, um, I don't think batting-wise, Jack Leach was the only one who batted like a test batsman. Even though he, yeah, he's the only one who had a plan and has said, I'm going to you know, leave outside off stump, and if it's a half volley, I'll whack it through the covers. But he pretty exactly. much played straight. Like, he just played in the V. Like... Typical old-fashioned, and he and he left well, and he blocked well, and it's all you need. And you yeah. saw Root, like, what was Root doing to get out? Down <laughs> down a bit and trying to hit That's it over extra cover. Like, um, to be honest, yeah, fifty, so... you can almost excuse that. I mean, you can. Or if you're on eighty odd, you think you've thrown away a hundred, but he's on twenty or something or thirty. Shocking. Um, Emily, for you, was that just a World Cup hangover? A lot of them did seem to get out a very plain, like white ball cricket, or is that something? to be slightly concerned about going into the Ashes? Um, I mean, I think it was probably always inevitable. Like, uh, a lot of the sort of pre-game chat was like, no, we're taking this game very seriously. Um, you know, it's a completely... Red Bull cricket now, we're on a completely new sort of level. But it was always inevitable. Like, what was it? How many days after? I, I didn't even watch days. the game. So I'm in, yeah, yeah, 10 days. Because um, I'm in the US. But yeah, I was getting these, like, notifications of wicket after wicket and do you know what yeah I I wasn't shocked but I think maybe <laughs> maybe it's slightly worrying because it's sort of a bit reminiscent of um not that we had anything 
like comparable to that during the World Cup. But you know, we we're not as consistent a team as uh, some people think we are, and that does kind of worry me that we'll have these sort of shock games during the Ashes or shock innings rather, where we'll just you know get demolished by their bowlers, and then suddenly in the next innings we'll be able to completely turn it around and make it up and. Although I guess that makes for interesting and different cricket, it's um, it's a bit of a worry going into the Ashes, I would say. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got, if you're Mitchell Stark, Cummins, you're just looking at that first innings going, this is going to be a lot of fun on that first morning. Because <laughs> these guys are just getting themselves out. Nothing, like, you can say hangover or whatever, but like this has been reminiscent of England's test cricket for a while now. Cluster of wickets falling together. Um and it's been a lot of them trying to play attacking shots. Not really. There's yeah. not been much. Um, like it, it's kind of like their one-day mentality going to Test cricket. And it's like, mm. okay, it but works. That's what. That's but, what you're going to get with the likes of having Roy just entering the team. Like yeah. I'm still. I rate him obviously like highly as a one-day player, but I'm just worried that he's he's talking about playing this attacking cricket and. Yeah, that's great. That also means we're very susceptible to these sort of low scores um, and getting completely demolished by the bowlers. So, yeah, I think that'll be interesting, especially our top I mean, order. Yeah, I mean, you, did you see his his seventy? Might have been one of the worst seventies I've ever seen in international <laughs> yeah. cricket. Um, but so it is also good that he like he did scratch away and and get the runs. Like it's better than scratching away for ten like Burns did and stuff. And true. also, yeah. the one thing you would say as well is. Um, it's good that it happened against Ireland in that sort of test, which we're, let's be honest, England are always going to win that test match. Um, even at 85 out, I still thought they'd win. Um, but just, it's good that it's happened now and it's shocked them. And hopefully, if that had happened on the first day of, of the Ashes, there would have been completely different questions and people would have been going crazy. And now it's yeah. hopefully like, it's very rare that you'll lose 10 wickets without having a partnership. Um, yeah. And hope like, somewhere down the line someone can put together a 50 60 70 partnership and get up so even 200 it's 200 in an ashes if the ball's moving around in england you'd back england and jimmy anderson's broad or even archer if he comes in and plays um to take wickets yeah i mean yeah I mean, um we'll get into this later but i personally think that this is going to be a very like there's not many teams are going to hit 400 yeah no one's i don't think anyone's really hitting 400s it's going to be good. low scoring ashes. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want um, for test matches, I think. I said this during the World Cup podcast, actually. Like, you want white ball cricket to go to all, all parts of the ground. You want batters to score hundreds and big sixes and stuff. But test cricket, you want a batsman who, when the ball's moving around, can hit 100 off 250 balls and like, leave well and play quality shots. And like, mm. you're going to be all out for 200. That's fine because it's more exciting. Like, you know, seeing Jimmy hoop it around corners. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, you've got to value a wicket, wicket in test matches and I feel like that's something is a concern from me watching England bat. They don't do that. Some of the ways they no, get they out... they do not bat sensibly. Like, even, <laughs> yeah. even after Roy made 70-odd, did you see the shot he played to get out? It was <laughs> atrocious. Um, they, I mean, we'll get back on to this when we look through the squads. Um, but let's move on to the Australia warm-up game. So... They played a game between like intra squad game, which is actually quite a smart idea. I don't really know why England didn't do that, um, but I mean they didn't. Their bats were didn't fare much better. <laughs> um, so I'll just read the scores like, quickly if you weren't really following it. So the Brad had an eleven. Uh, they made a hundred and five all out in the first innings. Then the other team made a hundred and twenty all out in reply. Um, then the Brad had an eleven made a hundred and seventy all out in their second innings. And the Graham Hick team made 156 for five to win by five wickets. Um, so, like, no one reaching above, what, 180? Um, in Top score was 90, I think. Uh, yes, and that was Bancroft. Cam Bancroft. Yeah. Mm. Um, what, so, what do you make of that? Is that? I mean, they're obviously facing the likes of Hazelwood, Siddle, Stark, rather than Marta and Adair. <laughs> um, but would, like, does that make you, as an England fan a bit more optimistic or does that just show how good the Aussies bowling attack is compared to their batting? Um, I'll start with you this time, Emily. What, what are your takeaways from that? Yeah, I definitely think it's um, it's a slight worry because it just sort of reinforces, like, the, like, I think, what did Cummins get? Three for 15 or something, I saw. Um, and Siddle as well. So I think it does just show sort of the strength of 
the Aussie bowlers. Um, and equally, I think what Warner and Smith didn't fare too well, did they? Um, and I mean, that's probably not going to be the story for the rest of the Ashes. Um, but yeah, I think they're probably sort of the same as England. Maybe even sort of they had less of a drive to get a really good game in because it wasn't like a proper test match. But I think they would have been suffering from the same sort of World Cup hangover, reshuffling of teams. I mean, seems like a bizarre, I guess, like you say, it worked, but it seems like a bit of a bizarre concept anyway. Um so, yeah, I think sort of the takeaway more than anything is just sort of reinforcing the strength of their bowlers, um, which like we always knew was going to be the case. But I think, you know, we've got to come back to our bowlers as well and think we've got exactly sort of the same strength to match them. So, so yeah, I think it will be in, that that game will reflect sort of what the Ashes will be. I think very dominated by the bowlers. Yeah, I mean, you would mention came on to come in the side at Siddle. You, you did them a bit. They uh, Cummins got five for twenty four, and Siddle got four okay. for thirty one. But yeah, they, they both were absolutely unreal. Um, and they've just got such riches of bowlers that. I mean, to be fair, Cam, we hate him, but Mitchell Marsh got a five for. <laughs> I know, I saw um, that. <laughs> that I mean, I think he's got a part to play in this Ashes, as bad uh, as he is. Who did he get out? <laughs> this should not be on. Uh, to be fair, he did get out Hazelwood, Cummins, Stark, and Travis Head shouldn't. He got Travis Head for a duck head on the plane back. What are you doing? <laughs> um, Sam, what are your thoughts on this? Um, obviously, Emily's kind of pointed out, yeah, maybe the same sort of thing. Maybe the Aussie bowlers are really good. Do you think the Aussie batting lineup is also susceptible? Or. Is that just a case of their bowlers just really good? Um, I think it shouldn't, like, obviously we shouldn't look too much into a warm-up game. Um, but I think, yeah, obviously their bowlers are world-class and they've got, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Stark not playing in the first test, which like shows how strong they are. Like this guy, James Patterson, don't know much about him, but by all accounts, he's quality. Um, and, I mean, if Stark does play off, he doesn't. It just shows the strength of their their lineup, um, but also I think the Australian middle order isn't actually like that strong. They've got obviously Warner and Smith. Um, Smith's class, Warner is class, but you know, questionable character. Um, <laughs> leave it at that. And I think once you get a couple of those wickets, Tim Payne's not a not a great batsman. Um, Marcus Harris, young young guy. Travis Head is is good, I think. Um, this guy, I don't know how to say his name, Manus Lobushania. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's an awful name to try and pronounce. I was looking at that uh, earlier and I was like, I'm just going to leave someone else to do it. Yeah, <laughs> he, apparently he's quite good, but again, not tried and tested. Like, Kawaja's always question mark about him, about the short ball. Uh, Bancroft, I suppose, come back in. Like, that, If you get like, a couple of early wickets, I think you can skittle them. Um, but again, you just, how many runs is enough Like yeah. uh, against... Uh, that batting, like, if Smith does get in, you know, you can go big. And equally, as a, uh, as everyone has said, the bowling lineup does um, make you worry as an England fan. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, go. I think. Sorry. Go on, Emily. Go on. I think sort of the World Cup was like the ultimate test for Smith and Warner, obviously. And I mean, they didn't bat in the form of their life, but they definitely did better than most people thought they were going to be doing. So I think now that they're sort of settled, they've you know, fully reclaim their place back in the team. I think that yeah. we'll be seeing their partnership sort of flourish like it did pre anything that happened. And equally Bancroft, he's obviously doing all right. I mean, I guess he's he's a bit younger than them, but less experienced. Um, may not be able to handle all the booze and the charts <laughs> quite so well. But I think if they're confident and the rest of the team has confidence in them, then I think they're going to be a real force again to reckon with for the for England yeah I, yeah, I mean that's, that um, thing, sorry sorry I was yeah. going to say we'll, we'll carry on this debate for when we talk to the Australia lineup and stuff later on I wanted to kind of move on because that was a warm-up stuff um, let's talk about the squads that have been announced recently um, so England and Australia both announced their squad I mean I'm guessing you've all had a look at them um, what any noticeable people that you thought maybe should have got a shot, people you thought shouldn't be in the squad. Um, yeah, Sam, what about you? I mean, for me personally, I know we both are quite high on him. Uh, folks didn't make the cut, and I was quite high on him. 
to maybe get a shot. I mean, Johnny's not been great behind the stumps um, or with the bat, to be honest. It'd be a bold call to leave him out, but at least have folks in the squad to kind of push Johnny, if that makes sense. Um, and, I mean, that's the big one for me. Any others from you guys? So, yeah, Sam, what do you think? Um, I guess, there's, yeah, it's a pretty uh, predictable squad, really. Um, there weren't going to be much shock, uh, many shocks. Um, Johnny Best, yeah, a bit out of form, but like you saw in the World Cup, the one thing with him is you want him on like the big occasion against Australia where he could really like get himself pumped up and that's what he seems to thrive on. Um, so hopefully he can turn it around. But I mean, his, his technique leaves a lot to be desired, doesn't it? That big airy fairy drive outside <laughs> off something. I think he, he averages something like six or seven uh, to uh, balls on and around off stump and on the stumps, which as like a, if he could, people were talking, like Shane Warne was talking about putting him at number three and like Shane Warne as an Australian is probably like, yeah, get him in at number three. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah. I don't know. He, he's much better off down at six or seven, you know, Murray Nally, Joss Butler around him. They're all typically white ball players, but hopefully they can transfer it. Um, the other folks thing's interesting. I, I don't think they were ever going to pick him. Um, Rory Burns out of form, but he can't really shy away from him. He hasn't had much of an opportunity yet. Big test for him. And then, obviously, yesterday or today, it came out that Root said he wants to bat at three now. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt he probably does want to, but he's probably been forced to just because the top three haven't haven't got the run. So that'll be interesting to see how how he goes there as well. Was it the was it who was it you really hired? Was it Sibley or someone? Um, yeah, Dom you... Sibley. Yeah, um, I just he scored runs. He's bit like Burns did a couple of years ago he's scored a lot of runs um there's also a young guy called Zach Crawley probably a bit too soon for him but he's quite popular by all accounts but again like I don't think the county game like runs don't necessarily mean we've seen it runs don't mean you're going to be good like look at Jennings uh Burns uh all that like Stoneman Lythe all these guys who've come in and, and just haven't quite done it Vince like Vince is clearly quality uh in the county game but he just can't quite get the runs and you get starts but at the moment that might even be better than a scratchy Burns 5 or a Denley <laughs> yeah, 50, 30 and like at least get to 60 for 2 instead of 16 for 2 or something I mean yeah. you might as well just go all out and then just bat Hales and Roy at the top and just go up to that you know what boys have a go Hales and Roy yeah. get us 100 of 10 overs or <laughs> well people again are saying Johnny Bairster and Roy like, get one swipe ball and just stick that and hope they can hit their way to 300 which yeah. it's a little harder when the ball's moving as much as it will <laughs> yeah. Red Duke. Um, yeah yeah Emily what about you is there anyone you thought should have been in the squad or you would have liked to see or a pretty standard squad for England just now yeah no real shocks I guess I mean as you know Jazz, I'm always a bit skeptical about Ali um, <laughs> um, how dare you <laughs> I know it's, it's a point of contention between Jazim and I. Oh yeah, we've got um, that. We'll go. We're we'll going we to that later. Um, but yeah, no real shocks. Um, I think it's nice to see um, Ollie Stone having been included. Um, yeah, Denley and Burns. I mean, I think it's sort of the most political way of saying it is I think we'll be very reliant on Butler and um, Stokes in our middle order. Um, yeah to sort of play that attacking attacking cricket. Um, and I think, I don't know, I like Bairstow. I think um, his World Cup, I suppose, sort of saved him a bit. And I do actually think sort of a criticism of him is um, he kind of sometimes makes stupid decisions and um, gets bold from absolute Yorkers. But I, I remember in the semi-final, the World Cup semi-final against um, Australia, he dealt with Starks bowling really well, defended it really well, sort of played that more sort of sensible cricket. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not as concerned about him as possibly you guys are, but it'll be interesting. I think the first test will be super interesting to see how um, Roy and Burns and um, obviously Aceb Root's gone in at three now, but then Denley in at four. I think, yeah, it's hard to predict how yeah. they'll fare, but... I mean, uh, yeah. Cam, I'll take your take on this because I think you'll have the same thinking as me here, but do you find it odd that England didn't pick their best opener on averages I uh who is the hang on who is it's you did Jack Leach <laughs> yeah I was gonna say Jack Leach because he's the, something like the fourth he's got the fourth highest score of all opening bats England batsmen since Alistair Cook retired <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I mean, you, I, in all seriousness, like obviously you had a really good, you batted really well. I mean, that was maybe a, a one-off. Um, but do you think maybe he's a, a bit hard? I mean, definitely one -off. Uh, I mean, do you think he's a bit hard done by not making the squad? No, knowing the form he was never other other than making the ninety-two, he was never going to make the squad even yeah, before that because he's like just a spare spinner. They always put them in the squad, but they never get picked. I Is it right as well that spinner. he was dropped five times or something when he made that ninety-two? Yeah. Or like, Make yeah. Like yeah, he, he he was a lot. <laughs> um, uh, you have a go at Mo and batting. Oh, this Cam's mic's oh. gone again. He does it does this every every episode. Cam does this. <laughs> I'll follow um, up what he said, was going to say. Should I just? Mo is great because Cam loves him. I think that's what he's, he's a legend. Apologies. <laughs> <about him. laughs> he's batting. Batting isn't great, but bowling is great. He's yeah. the number one w test wicket taker of last year. 40 oh, really? wickets. Yep. I did not know that. Fair play. Yeah. Um, so Moeen stays. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about batting. So we'll stay on England. So um, do you think it's going to be who's going to one? Who do you think is going to make not make the eleven? So for me, knowing England, I think they're going to probably drop Ollie Stone. They'll probably not play Sam Curran and Wokes, which is hard, but I think that's the way they'll go. Um, what do you guys think? Who are the three that are not making from this 14-man squad into the actual starting 11? Um, Cam, you can have first go at this. Uh, are we talking who I think they should pick or uh, who they will Go pick? both. Go for both. Who do, you think, who do you think they should pick and who do you think they will pick? Uh, I, my team would be Burns, Roy, Root, Stokes, Butler, Ali, Bersto, Wokes, Archer, Broad, Anderson. But I think they won't pick four pace bowlers. And they will pick Denley. Uh, and they'll probably drop Curran, uh, as you say, Wokes and Ollie Stone. Yeah. Um, Sam, do you agree? Is there any, do you think they'll do something different? I agree with the team. I agree with the team that... Um... That, that like I would want to be played. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't pick Denley, but I don't. I think they're they're obviously going to play Denley, and yeah. I actually don't think they'll play Archer. Um, I think he's come back from injury uh, or a slight injury. He hasn't played Red Bull cricket for England before. Wokes is on his home ground, just taking. I was going to say, is it Wokes' his home ground? Yeah, they probably will pick. Yeah, him. <laughs> I mean, I, like, yeah. they wouldn't risk. I don't think they'd risk Jimmy and Joffre, uh, like both maybe slightly injured. Um, it's a big risk if you lose those two and you only have yeah. broad stokes and Bowie, no, you're, in, you're in serious trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, it'll be I, yeah, I don't think, so I don't think they'll play, what is it, Curran, Stone and Arch. Um, do, you, um, do you all think that Anderson and Broad are locked in? There's just no yeah. them. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, you've got to have them. <laughs> You've got to no, have no, him on I'm just. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying there shouldn't be, and I'm just asking. It was a question, um, but I think no. My point was they've because obviously you've got then, you've got Wokes, Archer, probably even Sam Curran all fighting for one spot. Um, if yeah. those two are locked in, and also that, would, would when he comes back from his injury should be in the squad. Uh, um, so Emily, uh, for you, out of the three just now, so you've got Sam, Karen, you've got Wokes, you've got Archer. Who do you want? Who would you like to play the majority of the Ashes and the first Test? Well, I think I don't think they're going to play Archer in the first Test. Um, there's he said about his injury. I think it's what a side injury or something like that. I mean, he has played for Sussex in between the World Cup, but um, I think it's not worth risking him for the first Test. Um, and I, I really rate Wokes. I mean, obviously, in the mm. Ireland test, he took, what, five wickets, was it? Um, six, I think. But yeah, six, six wickets. Um, and I also think if we're thinking about batting, Wokes is probably a better option um, as possibly, you know, if we have a bit of a male up in our top <laughs> order. He is kind of more of a reliable player than... Um, Arch has proved, well, Arch hasn't proved in the test, obviously, but then I think Archer is. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think it'll be, uh, they'll leave out Archer, Curran and Stone, I think, for the first test and then see how Wokes goes. Um, and yeah, I, Archer is obviously a great asset to the team, but I do worry about sort of his, um, his injury, the fact he's never played proper test cricket before. 
Um, whereas Wokes has a bit more experience, a bit more of a stable option, I suppose. Yep. I mean, I agree that uh, oh, yeah, Arch, Archer rates his, he says his Red Bull skills are better than his White Bull skills. Yeah. Like, he's better bowler in Red Bull cricket. Um, Boy's got confidence. I haven't seen him. He's got, he's got good confidence. I haven't seen him <laughs> play. Uh, I mean, he the super over, yeah, so yeah, he did, yeah. one, <laughs> clearly one, doesn't feel pressure. One thing I would say, um, do you think the, without putting Archer in, oh, sorry, with Archer, do you think the team has a much better balance as a bowling unit? So obviously, Wokes, I love Wokes. I've said for ages that Wokes is England's best all-rounder, mostly because I hate Ben Stokes. Um, but the, <laughs> Even still, God, Jazz. God, I hate Ben oh, Stokes. Know, like, I will always yeah. hate Ben Stokes. Um, but oh. the... Do you think with Wokes and Jimmy are very, very similar? Obviously, Wokes is a lot fast, a bit fa- bit quicker. Broad, also kind of similar, hits the deck a bit more. But do you think having like Broad, Anderson, Archer gives you a bit more balance? Otherwise, for the days when the ball's not doing much, or, I mean, it's very rare in England, you'll have like the ball not moving about. Obviously, if it's moving about, Wokes and Jimmy and Broad will just rattle through because that's what they like. But days when it's not like that and it's not really much movement maybe the overs between like i don't know 30 to 75 before the new ball is it is it better to have someone like archer he can make something happen um he's got the added pace the bounce and he compliments jimmy's swing and broads the deck seat. do you think it's just a bit more balanced to the squad having him in rather than wokes or current yeah but that's why i would pick four pace bowlers um yeah i mean that uh, true so my um, you have I mean, got Stokes as well. Remember who can yeah. bowl quick, and even yeah. Broadie was bowling eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight against Ireland, which is I, I quick. think Stokes is good in like little bursts, but I don't. He's not accurate enough. His bowling is definitely not accurate enough to be consistently called upon to do that kind of role. If that makes sense, like he's okay to fill in for a few overs to give someone a break, but I think this is not even me with my Stokes hating hat on. This is just me <laughs> generally. I think he is. He started off as an all-rounder, but I feel like he's more of a batsman who can bowl a bit if you need to, rather than yeah. an all-rounder. Because he's, his bowling, as you've seen in T20 in one day, has been pretty <laughs> atrocious. And even in test cricket, I think he's not... Like, you can't rely on Stokes to bowl you 25 overs in a day. I'd be, yeah, be surprised. I think he might do quite a bit of bowling, actually. Mm. Um, there's a difference I, between I doing he, a bit of bowling he, and wanting him to bowl <laughs> when he is what? bowling well he is unbelievably good and he has had spells in test cricket where he just yeah, like, that's a what, bit yeah. like I think he bowls his best at test level yeah, I, agree. I, I think he releases the pressure a lot because he Stokes has got three or four good balls in him and then I feel like he'll bowl you two half trackers that you can just put away and the likes of Smith and Warner are just going to leave you alone. Well, maybe doesn't not. matter anyway, Jasmine, because the key man in those overs is Joe Root. He's going to be taking yeah. the wickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, Joe, yeah. Well, Moeen's been spanked everywhere. I hope Joe's Steve Smith comes off the ball. I hope Steve Smith comes <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, let's talk about this top order mess. So we've talked about lower, uh, like the bowling. Um, is it a straight up? Do you, do you open the batting with Jason Roy? I mean, me personally, I quite like the idea of having... Denley and Burns and just say, go on, lads, just stick it out as much as you can. Um, Root at three. You've got a top three that are like more, not, it sounds a bit harsh on Roy's, but more sensible batsmen, not attacking. Um, and then Roy at four or five or six or whatever, where the ball's not as new, doesn't move out as much. We all know like how good he is at timing the ball. He'll pick off the bad ones. In test crickets, there's way more gaps. And he can do some real damage at, I don't know, five, six, seven. Oh, not seven, but four, five, six. Um, what about, do you guys think it is, or do you think Roy should open the batting? Um, I don't know. I think, he's got a, I think he's got a great technique. The problem is just his, like, his mentality, whether he's, sometimes it looks like he's in a battle with himself, like to leave the ball or attack it. Like sometimes goes half-heartedly and sometimes he, against Ireland, he, he looks, like he was just struggling a bit to decide like what to leave, what to hit. He didn't leave much, admittedly, but he just wasn't quite there. And if he's gonna go out and just be like a white ball player, he just needs to commit to it. And yeah, he will get out sometimes. But when he does get in, he'll hit a a good like a good quick seventy, which might be the difference in the in the test match, which we saw against Ireland, which pretty much was the seventy runs and Leach's ninety two. Like that was the difference between the two sides. And if that can happen, then brilliant. I mean, I I kind of. 
uh, you just said it, which is my biggest issue with Roy, is from an opener, you don't want a quick 70. You want someone to make you 180, 190. You know what I mean? Like an actual bad yeah, time. There, there, yeah. there are none of those yeah. around at the moment. No, I know, I know. But that's what I mean. That's my biggest thing is he could make that quick 70 at four or five as well. That, like, I think he's more susceptible yeah. getting out at the top of the order because the ball be nipping around everywhere. They'll have like five slips in and he might do events where he'll hit two or three beautiful drives and they get caught as a third slip. Yeah. Um, so that's my only worry. It'll be interesting to see who they bring in if Burns doesn't get runs because mm. I think they'd have to bring someone else in. Um, whether they go back to events or they go for a debut like Sibley or I think Sibley's probably the next one. Um, but oh, it's just it's, it's a bit of a mess, really, the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Uh, obviously, they've not had the luck of the openers since Strauss retired, pretty much, because Cook's had no partners. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam, your thoughts on Denley? Because I personally think he's he's all right. Like he's he's, he's nothing special, he's a, but he's average. He does does a bit of a job. Um, Loses his wicket a bit too easily. <laughs> I mean, he got. I don't ran think out he's going to get a hundred. No. He got ran out by Root. That was bad. But yeah, yeah, he. I think he. I trust him more than Burns. I I don't really think Burns is going to hold up against the pace and the moving ball. Um, and that brings me on to the idea of number three. So you've got Joe Root in at three now, over four. We already talked about this. A, is that going to be a big step up for him in the order? And is that going to leave England nice a bit party. more... It, will it leave England a bit more vulnerable down the order slightly, do you think? If if you get like a morning where it's hooping around and, you know, you, you rattle through Denley, Burns and Root and then you've got the likes of Roy, Stokes, Butler, Bairstow coming in at 20 for three. Is that, does that kind of leave England a bit vulnerable to be able to deal with that? Does that make sense? Because those guys are great. We all know they're great batsmen. They can hit a ball. Um, but... Maybe they're not great when it comes to just grinding out for a bit. I mean, Stokes showed it a little bit at the World Cup, and I was very impressed by him when he, the game against Sri Lanka and even the Kiwi game where and the final, where he kind of just dug it out and didn't give away his wicket. Um, test ma- I mean, it was still limited overs, though, but in test matches, teams 20 for three. I don't think Johnny can do it. I'm not going to lie. I, I love Josh Butler. I don't think Butler can do it as well. Butler can. He can. He definitely can. He... Uh... He was one of our best batsmen last summer, like just adapting or winter, wherever it was, adapting to the conditions. And his, most of his runs he scored were not as you'd expect. Like they weren't like 50 off 40 balls and 80 off 60 yes. balls. It was like he was scoring 60 off 140 and stuff. And he actually looked really good. He's I mean, got that's great good, on it, I like, opposed to Johnny, who just goes out there and yeah. gets quite emotional. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll read you the averages of those guys I just mentioned. So. Uh, Stokes averages 33 in test cricket, which is not great. Um, it's okay. Um, Butler's 35 and Moeen's 29. Um, <laughs> and so, so Bairstow's averages 36, but since 2017, it's 29. Um, yeah. That doesn't really fill you with confidence. When, and I think that's one of the things that England are missing are like, they're just missing between those guys who are very attacking, just missing someone, like, basically a root light, if that makes sense, like a root 2.0, just to someone to just be like, a bit of a guy who'll dig in. And need an Ian Bell. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Someone yeah. Averaging, averaging 45 who comes in at number five and just, like, you know he's going to score runs in a series. Yeah. Uh, I, think just, only, I think they've only put the root in that. I, I think they've only put root in that dreaded number three spot because they know that he's the only one that maybe has the sensible mind to deal with it. I think I agree with what Sam said earlier. I definitely don't think that that is his preferred um, preferred spot. Um, I thought it was quite funny as well, uh, reading the article. They were asking Denley about it. And Denley was just yeah. like, oh, I'm just, I'm just honoured to be in the starting 11. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't really care where I'm batting. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. He could be batting at number 11 and bowling his legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Emily, so you know the uh, we just mentioned the lower, well, middle order um, after root. Does that concern you at all? If Roy is in that, um, 
Because if Root is batting at three, I'm going to assume they're not going to open with Roy. Or is can Den- can Denley bat four five? Um, I think Denley's going to bat four. I think. Um, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't worry me too much. It's a very sort of um, yeah, the likes of Roy and Butler and Stokes. It's very attacking, aggressive. Maybe not the most sensible test bat- test cricket batting, um, but. You know, you look at previous Ashes successes we've had. I mean, 2005, I know that was a long time ago, but, you know, likes of KP and Flintoff and um, those kind of attacking players. I don't know whether uh, Roy and Stokes can sort of emulate that a bit. Um, I think we're sort of too worried. I mean, they're professional sportsmen. I think we're too worried about their sort of, like, oh, maybe they can't deal with this and maybe their mental strength isn't strong enough for test cricket. But, you know... They're professional sportsmen. They've dealt with uh, various test matches. Well, not Roy. Various test matches, various situations. The World Cup. I think we've got to be more optimistic than just assuming that they'll get out all the time to um, aggressive Australian bowlers. Yeah, I mean, my, my thing isn't Australia bowling them out, though. I think my, my point was I think they'll get themselves out more than anything else. And that's what... I mean, you compare that to Flintoff and KP. I mean, that Ashes team... That England team is light years away from this one. Um, yeah, but the Australia team isn't nearly as good. No, as no, the, no. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm saying like when you had the likes of Cook, Strauss, setting a platform for those yeah, guys. Yeah, they're missing the opening pair, and they are missing players like yeah. Andale I mean, I think I do agree. I think if they had, if they had Strauss and Cook now in their prime, <laughs> this England team would be phenomenal because they've got the yeah. firepower to go and make big runs. Um, what do you think of the fact that I don't I can't remember the actual stat, but I think England haven't made more than four hundred in the past. I don't know how many years, um, or maybe maybe only made it a few times in the past two or three years. Um, I know the days of scoring five hundred, declaring, and then like you know trying to rattle them has kind of gone slightly. But that's got to be a bit of a concern that this has been an ongoing trend where, I mean, Trevor Bayless has had so much criticism saying you focus so much on white ball cricket and great, yeah, we won the World Cup. But our test side has fallen away because of it. Um, is that a bit of a concern for you that England, or do you think we've got the bowling attack? You know what, make 350 and we can defend it. Emily? Yeah, I think we've got oh, the bowling damn. attack. Um, I think we've got the bowling attack. I, yeah, it's, it's like the test. The test. Uh, like game has changed a bit, hasn't it? Like there's a lot more. I mean, that Australian lineup. So there's a lot of white ball players in it. Um, like who you look at and just think, like, apart from maybe Bancroft. Uh, I don't know much about Marcus Harris. Um, but like Nessa, Mitch Marsh, all these guys, Matty Wade. Uh, like Warner's a white ball opener, isn't he? He's unreal. He's great at tests. Um, so it's I don't know. It's uh it's a fine line, like you have to find the, the balance between the like the batting um side of it. And at the end of the day, the the batting is gonna win you the series. The bowlers have to take twenty wickets, but if you, you need to put runs on the board together, otherwise you just you can't set up the game. Yeah. Um shall we move on to some Australia talk? We've talked a lot about England. Um we've talked a lot about England. We've almost have forty <laughs> minute mark. Um let's talk about a bit of the Aussies. So they've got their lineup out as well. I mean, before we get into anything else, what are your guys' thoughts on Tim Payne as captain? Obviously, because the whole Steve Smith saga, he's not captain anymore. Um, Cam, what do you make of that captaincy appointment? Do, have you seen him? I, I'm personally that hesit- I'm a bit hesitant. I mean, he's the captain because Steve Smith lost the job, not because he won the job. Obviously, yeah. I don't. I don't know what his <clears throat> qualifications for being a captain are other than he's probably one of the more experienced players on the team and they never give it to any bowlers, so they kind of had to pick him. Because yeah. uh, what is it? Is it Cummins is the other vi- the vice-captain. They've got joint vice-captaincy thing. Him going, and I think. Head, I think, are the yeah, two vice-captains. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Travis Head so, and Peter So I don't know how much authority Tim Payne actually has in the team. Obviously, Steve Smith is used to being captain. I don't think he's the sort of personality that would take over from... Pain, but you know David Warner is probably going to be shouting as doing his usual, <laughs> not keeping his mouth shut. Um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. he's unproven. Obviously. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I mean, 
chucking someone into an ashes test obviously you've got steve smith there who can help you out with that kind of stuff you've got um like peter siddle and they've got experience around you that can help you out but it's still quite tough being a captain straight away is that any do you see that being affecting australia in any way emily or do you think he'll be fine he's got so many people around him yeah i mean i don't know too much about him but i think yeah his qualifications for being captain are that he's sort of an experienced player and basically a good guy um but i think <laughs> the little, um, little shots fired from Emily from there um, um <laughs> but i think sort of a tactic of england could be to really target him in um when he's batting i think not letting him get a lot of runs might sort of affect his um ability as captain and then you know, you've got that whole added component of Smith being in the team. And um, I think he'll, at this point, Tim Payne will only gain sort of credibility as a captain in his own right if he's making the runs and he's making a difference within the team. Because we know that Smith can do that. We know that these other players can do that. So I think it would be interesting to see how his batting fares. Um, but I think, yeah, England should should 100% sort of go for him in the middle order um, and not let him be that sort of um, consistent, um, stable sort of run maker. Yeah. Um, so let's let's kind of look into their bowling. So we'll do what we did with England. So we'll start from the bottom because their bowling is also obviously the strongest point of their team. Um, Sam, try and pick three of these bowlers for the starting lineup, please, because I can't. Um, <laughs> Mitchell Stark, Peter Siddle, James Pattinson, Patrick Cummins, and Josh Hazelwood. And that Nestle kid. Yes. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play, unfortunately, for him. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely, obviously, Cummins is, I think, number one in the world. So he's obviously, he's a given. Yeah. Um, Josh Hayeswood's coming back from injury, I think. Um, and he is quality. Um, bit of a Glenn McGrath about him. You know, on a line and length, always gets wickets. Um, and the other one, I'd, I'd pick him as well. Um, Peter Siddle's like a, just a... <laughs> that sort of character that you want there, I guess. Um, I, I don't think he'll play, but he might. Um, and then it's probably I'd go toss up between Stark and Patterson. Um, I haven't seen Patterson, so I'd probably go with Stark because if he's on form, he's one of the best in the world and can just have that spell where you just blow away the mm. opposition. Um, so it will be interesting to see where they go and uh, obviously depending a lot on conditions, probably if it's the green seamer, I think they'll probably go for Pattinson. And, but if it's slightly flatter and might dry out, I think Edgebaston um, is going to spin a bit. So they might they might go for the extra pace of Stark. But I don't I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, what what team they pick. Same with England. There's kind of you kind of know what their team's going to be apart from the bowlers. I mean, it looks like Bancroft's going to play. England um, seems to have set rooted three and Roy and Denley and. Burn sort of combination yeah, yeah. around them. Uh, Australia, there's a few more questions. This Labour Shanya guy. Um, Mitch Marsh, <laughs> is he going to play? Probably not. Hopefully uh, not. Hopefully not. I think he is. Travis I Head, he, he's, I think he's, he's definitely good. in the team. I mean, I would like to add for Mitchell Marsh, he has a better batting average in the last two years than Johnny Bairstow. <laughs> um, of course, you know <laughs> that fact. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> um, yeah, Cam, for you, is it straight up the same as Sam? I mean, I think Peter Seale's got a real shot. I think Siddle's going to play. I think because of his shot. experience. And I think yeah. if, if Hazelwood's off coming off an injury, I think they'll rest him for the first game. I think they'll go Siddle, come and Stark to, for the first test. And then if Starks continues to be a bit iffy, they'll bring in Hazelwood or... <sighs> the other one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, Emily, I mean, do you think... Do you think Stark has, obviously he's phenomenal in white ball cricket. His accuracy sometimes maybe lets him down slightly in, te- in red ball. Is, yeah. that why, do you think, is that why you think they might go for, for the first test? You Obviously, you don't want to go away from the first test being down a test match. Do you think they'd play it safe with Siddle Hazel, Hazelwood? Um, or did he go for the... Because Starks for me, is like Archer. It's like the X factor. And he will... He could rip through a team... But he could also leak 50, 60, 70 runs. Um, what do you think? What yeah, do you make of that? 
I think they'll keep him out of the first test. Um, like you say, I think they probably just want a bit of um, sort of predictability, I guess, for the first test, um, especially as I don't think they're expected to win it. Well, maybe that's just my opinion, but um, so they haven't won in ten years in Edgebeston. Yeah, exactly. So they are basically the underdogs going in, but I think they'll save Stark. Um, like you say, Jazz, he's a game changer. I mean, obviously, white ball cricket and the World Cup, some of the Yorkers he was bowling, the ability to sort of just completely change up a game. Um, I think he's sort of like the hidden weapon, I suppose, for um, the Australian bowling attack. And I I can see him being brought in second, third test sort of thing. But yeah, I, I do think they'll leave him out of the first one. Because um, again, he might, he might need a little bit of a rest after the World Cup and just sort of suss out how this England batting is going to go and then bring him in as a sort of wild card weapon um, further during the during the series. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, so let's let's talk about their batting a bit. I mean, Cam Bancroft uh, coming back, he's, it was, he's batting Division 2, I think, uh, Sam, you know better than me, but he's, he was on good form um, in county cricket. Um, they've obviously going to open with him and Warner. I think that's quite solid. A lot more solid than the England one. Um, Smith at three. Um, I'm going to guess they'll either play Usman Khawaja at four or the guy whose name we can't pronounce. We'll just call him Dave or something. <laughs> we'll call him Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. Um, so I'm Marcus guessing that's Lasagna. the. Yeah. Oh. Marcus Lasagna. I like that. Lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if is he, I'm guessing he'll bat a five or maybe Travis Head's in there somewhere. I think Travis Head's quality. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't play him um, in the World Cup. Um, well, Kerry was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah, Kerry, and Kerry's unlucky probably for the. I yeah, don't know that was so. Yeah. Uh, probably unlucky for the squad at least. Do you think Matthew Wade makes this batting lineup? Uh, I don't see why he would, but they might. <laughs> They might do. Um, they got pain. Like they wouldn't need. They'd put. They'd play him as a specialist batsman. You've got uh, Mr. Lasagna, Kawaja, Head. Like just yeah, I don't think they need him. Chuck one of them in. I, I do think that. I uh, just looking, just reading those names and stuff. I feel like Australia have more batsmen suited for Test match cricket in their batting lineup compared to England. Um, especially, I really like Usman Kawaja. I think he averages like forty-three in Test matches. He is he is literally made for test matches the way he bats he I mean you can that was a big thing in the World Cup wasn't it that like, is he why is he batting ahead of Steve Smith because he's so slow and stuff like that but in test matches I mean he takes his time he knows he knows his scoring areas he doesn't really give his wicket away um Travis heads on great form um and lasagna is like apparently he's had one of the best seasons last year um in county cricket for is it Glamorgan this year. he plays for this year playing uh, this year. Year. yeah yeah um, so I mean, looking at their batting lineup, I feel a lot more comfortable with like less question marks. Um, if there was any question marks for you, Sam, what where would it where would they lie for you for this batting lineup? Just the mid that middle order, like it depends on what combination they go with, I suppose. But you have to once you get out Warner and Smith, you have to like England. Once you get Roots out, um, which seems to be quite easy these days, like it's a bit of a loss. <laughs> what happens in the what happens in the uh, middle order so <laughs> I guess like yeah four five six and then Payne will probably be at seven and as his name states he can be a bit of a pain like you want to get him out <laughs> they seem to always have like one batsman who's in form like it used to be Brad Haddon like the mm. batsman down at six he'd just always you'd get them 100 for five or 100 for four and he'd be like all right we can get them under 200 then he'd come in and hit 100 or bat with the tail really well and just going to be a case of which I think which tail um, tail end scores more runs as well. It's the top yeah. order more often than not going to be um, bowled out quite cheaply. You'd imagine um, with the ball swinging around loads, and um, if the tail can wag, as it were, then hopefully uh, one of the, whichever tail does better. Hopefully um, they might they might do better. And England's tail could be quite long with with Broad and Jimmy and Archer, um, but. Then I mean, again, pick Wokes and Curran, and that's that's a different story. I mean, I, I, I've broad maybe like nine years ago, but like 
Broad now is a bit of a walking wicket, especially with the pace bowlers they've got. There's going to pepper him with short stuff, and he's gone. Like literally, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, Archer's not Archer's not a great batsman either. So I mean, like if you play those three just as your bowlers, then you've got a much longer tail than playing Wokes and Curran. Yeah, yeah. With the other, because Curran is a class batsman. He's batting at six for Surrey or five or something, which is. Which is I think he's, if he doesn't make this team, is a bit harsh on Sam Curran because he's been on really good form. Um, he'll become a batsman who bowls. I think. I think he'll. In a couple of years, you'll see him batting it. I mean, replacing Moe, you know, batting it. Put him at six. Yeah, um, I mean that's true. Character. Um, so that's. Um, I've got a few questions for you all. I mean, we've we've gone through both teams. Just see how you're feeling. So. Nathan Lyon or Moeen Ali as just a just a spinner who's going to do better for you in this Ashes Test series? Um, Cam, for you. I mean, you obviously pick Moeen. I forgot you love him. I was going to say <laughs> Moeen Ali. You know <laughs> uh, Emily, oh, you don't make me choose against England, but I, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I would rate Lyon over Ali, but that's just me with a being in my bonnet about Ali. I think. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, Sam, um, yeah, tough one. I think Marine yeah, his, his bowling's good. It's the best part of his cricket. Um, but Lyon, it's just quality, isn't he? He's class. I think I'd go with Lyon. More wickets, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lyon. He just loves to get England batsmen out. I like, he doesn't even do anything that's better. They just always get out to him. I think Lyon's gonna win that battle quite, uh, maybe not quite comfortably, but I think he's gonna win that battle. Um, what? Who's gonna have a better opening partnership average? <laughs> Australia, bankrupt, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we say you got no faith in Denley and Burns. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> Is that a clean sweep for Australia? Oh, I think so. <laughs> I'm actually gonna go England just because I think we'll uh, nick one of the Aussies off early. Jimmy is too good not to get one of them out in his first spell. So I think they won't Sam, have a good partnership. I but their that, second so... partnership might be <laughs> might be problematic for England. I, I asked this Warner question. It was a bit tongue-in-cheek because I think England's opener is going to average eight. <laughs> eight <laughs> to this. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, optimistic, Australia's, Australia's will average five or something. They'll be rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see. We'll see Fingers that. crossed. <laughs> Gotta be optimistic, as we said. <laughs> uh, no, um, top wicket takers for you guys. Um, for yeah, for the whole series. So Jimmy. Yeah, shit, Jimmy. Oh, he's straight in with Jimmy. It's his birthday today, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's his birthday, Jimmy, if you're listening. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love Jimmy. And I think he's the best ball. the best bowler of his generation, the best fast ball, test bowler best in the last bowler, decade. Yeah. Yeah. At least, yeah. but I think Last Pat Cummins is going to be the top wicket keeper, uh, wicket taker. Uh, just have a feeling about him. I think because, especially because Anderson puts the pressure on, and then somebody else comes and steals his wickets from him. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I don't know if he'll play all tests. So I'm Yes, that's the one. No wickets <laughs> per game. I think Josh <laughs> Hazel. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he'll play all games because he's coming back from an injury and stuff. Um, so if we go pure wickets, I think I would agree with Cam. I think Pat Cummins as well. I think Jimmy is phenomenal. Um, I just don't. I think the England batsmen are more sensible to get out than the Aussies, um, which is the only reason I think Cummins might get a bit more at the top. Well, if you said Cummins, um, can I amend mine to Moeen Ali then? <laughs> go, go for it. Absolutely go for it because you're going to be so wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, so... Root or Smith most runs this tour, this series. Me and Emily have a bet on this, so what is our bet? Remind I'll me. go through this in a bit actually after this one. I'll go through our bet okay. and we'll see what the other two think of it. Um yeah, uh, Root or Steve Smith. I'm gonna say Steve Smith. Um, no, no chance. I'm gonna tell you now he's not gonna do well because his character has been hit. He looks a bit shaky in the World Cup. Um he did alright, but he looked a bit of a different batsman. Um, and also Rough, worn down, uh, one might say, <laughs> against the swinging ball, he just isn't his his technique isn't that good. Um, in the Ashes, the last Ashes, I think it was Adelaide with the pink ball, the six overs, seven over spell that Jimmy and Brody bowled him with the pink ball. 
he was, I basically did get 200 or something. But, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, where are you going with this? <laughs> no, he, didn't, he didn't look good at all, but he didn't get runs against it. And when it would be just other than two, he played and missed. And he's going to be, you know, all, all at sea. And he's going to be shocking. And Root is the golden shocking. boy of this England team and is going to score so many runs. I mean, Root also wow. got caught. Trying to run down the wicket at 74 mile an hour. Yeah, but it was against Ireland. Like, give, him a, give the guy a break. He's captain. <laughs> he's got a lot on his shoulders. He's probably just um, get this over with. I think Root's going to have too much pressure on his shoulders because it'll be in within like the first three overs every single innings. Um, and I think the Aussie board's going to be too good for him. Not in the sense that he's not going to make any runs. I think he'll he'll make a share of 50s. He'll make this. He'll make a ton at some point in the series. But I don't think he's going to average more than Steve Smith. I just think Smith, um, I know you say about his technique. His technique is so odd, but it just works for him. I don't understand how yeah. the bloke can hit the ball on his legs when he's facing pretty much the wrong way. Um, <laughs> but he is so good. Um, yeah, for me, what, Steve Smith. Cam. What do we think of the uh, numbers? Sorry, just sort of interrupt. Yeah. Numbers and names on the back of the shirts. That's coming hate out. Well. Hate Absolutely it. hate it as well. Yeah, don't like it. Yeah, it's pretty naff, isn't it? Especially as Roots, like, Route 66, and that's just been everywhere, and I'm like, oh, God. That's a joke. I, I that's think it should be 1 one. to 11. Yeah. It should be like rugby. You know, you have, like, a certain no, number. It should just be plain three. like they always have been. I mean, obviously, but I, I, don't, I don't like the fact they have numbers and stuff that go yeah. above 11. It's like Emily, yeah. like, hockey, when, like, like I mean, my number's, like, 95. It just yeah. puts you down a bit, like, oh, great, I'm that bad at hockey. Um, You're the 95th best player in the class. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think so. Um, hey, the Root's top scorer for men's club. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Drop that in there. Uh, yeah, so let's go on to mine and Emily's bet. So me and Emily made this bet. Emily went like ages ago. Um, yeah. To be fair, you made the bet and you weren't completely sober, as I'll say. Um, but we... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was a lovely night in espionage, and we got into chatting about the ashes. So I'll see what right. Cam... As every person does on a night yeah. out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll see what you guys think of this. So me and Emily have three bets going. Um, so the first one, start, so it's Steve Smith to outscore Joe Root, was what I said, and she said Joe Root. So we've already had that. Yeah. Um, uh, so the next one, and this might... I might regret this one because he's been awful, but I said... Moeen Ali will get more runs slash wickets per on average per game than Ben Stokes. Uh, wickets, yes. Uh, runs, no. I think I've yeah. got that bet in the bag, haven't I? Yeah, I <laughs> <that> <laughs> what happens if Mo gets more wickets and Stokes gets it's, more runs? It's average, so we'll do it's bowling average, and I don't know. We'll work it out. I don't think it'll be close because yeah. I think Stokes. I think Moeen's off right now, so. How dare you? I don't even think it's gonna. Yeah, he is. And the last one, and we've already to determine. I think that's probably the fairest way of doing it. Actually, Um, (laughs) who's got the longest beard? Um, So (laughs) the last one was I said Australia win the Ashes. Emily said England would win the Ashes. Ooh, obviously England. I mean, I'm very confident with my bets there. Yeah. I've made good drunken decisions there. <laughs> Cam, do you agree with England winning the Ashes or Australia? I think England are going to win the Ashes 3-2. They're going to lose at Oval and the Lords, as they always do. The Oval and Lords. Uh, uh, but they'll win the, the rest. <laughs> the Lords. No, they'll win, yeah, 3-2, England. Uh, okay. I, I think it'll be 4-1 Australia. Oof, I have no faith in the England bang line. Jasm, the Ashes has been won by the home team every time since 2010. I know, uh-huh. but I have no faith in an England batting lineup. I think it's going to be yeah. Australia 4-1. England will win at Edgebast and they'll go 1-0 up and they'll absolutely bottle it from there on. <laughs> Jazz, um, I'm sure you predicted an, uh, an Australia-India. I did. I think well, I'm New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, I was about to say, you don't have your best record with predictions, Jazz. <laughs> hey, I, I said New Zealand would be India, so let's just get that one right. Yeah, that was uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did predict Australia to beat England and to rule New Zealand, so I was very wrong there. But we, didn't, we, we all had a bad day there, Sam. Let's not go back on that one. Um, did, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, so Sam, for you, what is it? Is it 3-2 England, 4-1, uh, 5-0? 5-0. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think there'll be a draw, a draw in test match unless there's weather. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, England to win. Uh, don't know what score. I think yeah, three two maybe. Close game. Go down to the fifth test. Be quite exciting, wouldn't it? Um, Life is the old. Yeah, guaranteed loss. <laughs> what about you, Emily? Um, you obviously have England winning, but by what margin do you think they'll win? Yeah, I hate to say because it sounds a bit of a cop up, but I also do think a 3 2. Um, and I don't think any of the matches are going to be particularly close. I think it'll either yeah. be a walkover for one team or the other. But yeah, I think we're definitely going to win at Edgebaston, um, 100%. Um, but yeah, I think 3 2, I reckon. 100% guarantee from Emily Bowe <laughs> that England. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. Australia, might, Australia might as well not turn up. They just just go to the second test, just giving them the win. Emily's called it already. Hundred um, percent, Emily. Jesus. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so the last thing we've hit the hour mark on the podcast. Um, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Um, the last thing. So I always like this little your rogue. Like rogue predictions that might come off, and it could be as wild as you want. Um, obviously, within reason. I mean, the last one we did was a football podcast, and Cam said, Man, you will get relegated. So, nothing. Oh my like, gosh, don't say that. <laughs> nothing, nothing at that level. Um, uh, yeah. What, what do we think? So, uh, I'll start with Emily. Emily, you're rogue, or do you want time to think about it? Ooh, uh, I'm going to say, Best, I will get a couple of hundreds. That is rogue. Is that a rogue? That is rogue. On his current form, that's very rogue. That's uh, good, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam? Um, cool. Uh, Josh Butler, top run scorer. Is that rogue? Maybe not. Uh, all right, I'll go even rogue. Joe Denley, top run scorer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's rogue. <laughs> I take her, actually, I, as well, with his legs. I, I genuinely think there's more chance of United getting relegated than that happening. <laughs> uh, if, if number four, you never know. They're playing the best championship as well. That's a new thing. So, all to play for. All these points are on offer. Um, Cam? Uh, my rogue call? Well, Mo and Ali being target wicket-taker was pretty rogue. Wicket-taker was pretty rogue. I'm going to say, if Australia win the Ashes, their player of the tournament will be Mitchell Marsh. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> You'll get two centuries and I've got another road call. Actually, <laughs> Tim Payne to be dropped and Ooh. Steve Smith to take the captaincy after oh, wow. losing the Ashes, losing the first three tests. Love it! Oh, wow, <laughs> damn! Uh, my one is Dom Sibley to come in. Ashes number test number three and making a ton on debut. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, there's some very real calls in there. Let's <laughs> um, I mean, it all makes for a very exciting Ashes series. I do agree with Emily, where I think it might be a case that there's not actually many close games, even though the final scoreline might be close and like a three-two win for someone, because it's going to be a case of whatever batting lineup holds up for an innings kind of wins yeah. that test. Um, but it, it, is quite in, it is quite intriguing. Um, actually, the last thing, what are you most looking forward Like, what one player are you most looking forward to see play? Um, I'll start off and I will say I'm very intrigued to say, see Joffre Archer bowl in test cricket. want to see how can he adapt his game? Can he handle the pressure? Will he be as much of a force as he is in one-day cricket? Um, what about you guys? So we'll go Emily again first. Um, you're going to hate me, Jazz, but I am looking forward to seeing Stokes again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, mean, that's I think he's just riding like the ultimate wave, isn't he, of success? And mm. I think he's like he's one of the only players who are genuinely, genuinely believe like has it in him to just want to completely demolish the Australians. He's got that sort of those that those guts, I guess. Um, I just enjoy watching him play a lot. <laughs> Might not be a popular opinion. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, Sam, um, excited to see how Jason Roy goes, um, and also Pat Cummins. Um, I think he'll be 
he'll be very exciting to watch bowl, especially against England's top order. Um, so yeah, those two. Chap, final uh, word for you. Agree with about Joffre, but I think for me, Joe Root at three because if he gets it right, I think he could score a lot of runs. Yeah. Mm. I agree he's, with that as well. Yeah, he's not done it from like not in a sense yeah, like he's like he's not been at that form where he's you know the best sma- in yeah. the world. He's he's shown yeah. glimpses, and we all know he's such a good batsman. Um, he just kind of needs to put it all together, and it could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I uh, one of the, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this Root Smith battle. Um, yeah. I think they are okay. phenomenal batsmen, and it'll be and kind of carrying their batting lineups on their shoulders. So. Um, it will be very, very interesting. Um, I think that's all the time we've got because I think even our 12 listeners will listen to an hour and five <laughs> minutes of this. Um, so it has honestly been a pleasure. And thank you, Emily, for joining us from Baltimore. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. And yeah. Sam, yet again, second appearance. You might even be a co-host soon, Sam. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but thank you very much, guys. I hope you've enjoyed no it. Worries. Thank, thank you. you.